Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is September 28th, 2022, and our first story. Joe Biden speaking at a conference calls out asking where a dead GOP rep is. Now, the story would just be sad if you assumed he didn't know the rep died. But Biden paid tribute to this representative himself. Shocking. Many people. Yeah, Biden's brain is broken. And if this is a referendum on Biden, even the Democrats admit they will lose. And now Democrats are starting to drop once again in the polls. In our next story, Trump warns again of World War III after more information comes out about the Nord Stream pipeline leak and potential sabotage pointing to the U.S. And in our last story, something a little funny. A guy tries robbing a convenience store in Florida. The clerk has got a gun and the dude panics and runs away scared. The Democrats are trying to disarm you. They want more gun control. But as we can see, when people are armed, they're safe. If you like this show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Joe Biden was speaking at the White House conference on hunger, nutrition and health when he called out to the late Jackie Walorski, a Republican representative who tragically died in a car accident about one month ago. He calls out for her and says, where are you? You know, point her out. And then he started getting mocked relentlessly. Why? Because Joe Biden himself paid tribute to this GOP rep. Now, with all due respect to the family of Walorski, I, I, you know, I, I don't mean to drag her name into this, but Joe Biden ain't all with it. We know this. We've got a video of him getting lost on stage. We have an older video of him doing the cornholio fists, people call it. And this story now suggests one of two or perhaps two things. The first is that Biden's brain is broken and we know it's broken. He's misspoken. He's spoken gibberish and he's put this country in harm's way. Whether or not the U.S. was involved in the bombing or whatever happened to the Nord Stream pipeline, Joe Biden shouldn't be going out on TV and saying we'll put an end to Nord Stream 2. Because then the assumption is, well, he said he would and then it happened. He shouldn't be coming out saying the U.S. military will defend Taiwan with U.S. troops when that is not the policy of the White House. Now, I can say Joe Biden is the end all be all as commander in chief. So if he says it, it is the policy. But this makes the other point. Maybe his brain is broken and he's speaking out of turn. Or maybe he's not in control. 
I think most people assume that. Now, I've often made the argument that Joe Biden is not a puppet. Some people say he's a puppet president. Someone else is in charge of things. And I said, no, 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 I think sort of. But what's actually happening is that he is the commander in chief and people just kind of shrug when he says nonsense and they ignore him. I don't know about all that. I think I still lean towards Biden sits in the Situation Room and he's got, you know, or, or the Oval Office, and he's got people around him and he goes, you know, come on, man, we got to bomb Libya. And they all just look at each other like, Libya? Do you mean say, Libya, man? What, what, what am I talking about? Brick, brick wall? Come on, man. And then they're just like, I don't think we should do that. And they probably then defy the president. There's a couple ways to look at this. He forgot Representative Jackie Walorski had passed or he did not pay tribute in the first place. Take your pick. Right now, Democrats know that the midterm, com- the midterm is coming up in about a month. And if this is a referendum on Joe Biden, they will lose. So they are desperately trying to pull out all the stops and make everything about MAGA Republicans and extremism. And that's why Joe Biden himself came out and blamed MAGA Republicans, demonized half the country, and then calls for gun control. Meanwhile, we have a story of a guy running down some kid claiming the kid was a Republican extremist. I wonder, I do think Joe Biden has handlers in a certain sense, advisors. I'm not convinced there's anyone else. What I think it is, 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 is the best way I can put it. Some people think there's like a shadow cabal or an individual behind Biden telling him what to do. Barack Obama, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe Obama is offering hard advice and Biden is just following along with it. But I don't think it's like, He's working directly at the behest of, of, of Obama. I think what's likely is that he has advice, strong advice that he tends to follow and advisors who just do random things. And that explains more, in my opinion, why everything seems so dejected and all of these events and all of these statements seem mis- mismanaged and contradictory sometimes. You know, Biden will come out and say one thing to another. You know, we got We got to get energy prices down and then he'll get rid of fracking because it's being handled by a bunch of different people with no unification. And I do think Barack Obama's playing a big role in this. But let's go for it, my friends. Analysis, gaffe or insight. The media is trying to argue that perhaps Joe Biden is just spilling the beans and giving us deep insights into what's really happening. Or come on, man, the dude 79. He said bad a calf care and trunin and a shabbat a pressure. Next, Nell Resent. Those aren't words. This shouldn't be difficult for people to recognize. We need to have a referendum on people who would vote for this man. So let's get into it. And let me show you the latest in the terrifying reality that is Joe Biden's broken brain. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member. As a member, you will be directly supporting all of our journalists. You can see right here we have a story. Biden asks if Rep. Jackie Walorski is in attendance at White House event. She died last month. You'll be helping support all the reporters who are working on these stories, as well as getting access to our members only shows like the Tim uh, Timcast IRL Uncensored Members Show, Cast Castle Vlog and Tales from the Inverted World. So become a member, support our journalists, but don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the video, be the notification. People keep saying YouTube's not sending notifications anymore. Right. We are we are about a month out from a midterm where the Democrats fear if people actually vote based on Biden, they will lose. So naturally, when I call out the very real security risks of a broken brain president, YouTube, for some reason, seems not to be notifying people. If you would like to support the show, this show and the work we do here, share this wherever you can. Be that notification if YouTube won't do it themselves. From the Daily Mail, 
President Joe Biden asked a crowd at a hunger conference to point out Republican Rep. Jackie Walorski after she was killed in a car crash in Indiana last month. Let me let me let me rephrase that because some people might not understand. Recently, as in like within the past day or so, Joe Biden did this. Biden 79 named the late congresswoman while thanking lawmakers from both parties for their efforts in helping his plan to end hunger in the United States by 2030. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Oh, man, that's so sad. It reminds me of like, you know, when like a person dies and then like the dog doesn't know and the dog comes running out looking for the, you know, their owner. The president asked during the White House conference on hunger, nutrition and health in Washington, D.C., after also praising Senators Mike Braun, a Republican, and Cory Booker, a Democrat. She must not be here, he concluded. The White House was also scheduled to play a video tribute to her during the event. You have to be kidding me. Walorski, who was 58 at the time of her death, was among four people killed in a head-on collision on August 3rd. That's nearly two months ago when returning from a ribbon-cutting ceremony in Claypool, Indiana. The other deceased were the driver of the other vehicle as well as two staffers. Biden released a statement on her passing at the time and announced that White House flags would fly at half-staff in her honor. Look at this. They say the latest gaffe will raise more questions about his mental acuity. The majority of voters told an insider morning consult poll last week that he is unfit to serve in public office. Republican Rep. Vicki Hart- Hartzler demanded that President Biden apologize to Walorski's family. Quote, truly an awful and disgraceful blunder, the Missouri law- lawmaker noted. Jackie was a selfless leader and a dear friend. Her family deserves better than this. Biden and the entire White House staff should apologize. Instead, Corinne Jean-Pierre issues a statement saying, well, clearly she was top of mind, top of mind for Biden. And the reporter says, yeah, but he, was, he said, where is she? He was looking for her and she died. As I already explained, she was top of mind. I just absolutely despise White House press secretary meetings. Just hands down. Congressman Andy Biggs also jumped on the comments and tweeted a clip of the video saying your daily reminder that Biden is mentally unfit to be the president of the United States, or at the very least, someone is directing him because the event in question was going to pay tribute to her. Did he not know this? Did someone simply say, Joe, there's a teleprompter, walk out, speak, leave, we'll carry everything else. He didn't even know. He forgot that she died. Wow. The president could have slipped up in his remarks or there could have been a mistake with the speech and the teleprompter. Yeah. Biden's statement at the time of Walorski's death read, quote, Jill and I are shocked and saddened by the death of Congresswoman Jackie Walorski of Indiana, along with two members of her staff. Can I just pull this up for you? Statement from President Biden on the passing of Congresswoman Jackie Walorski of Indiana. We are beyond joking about this. This is a guy who can't remember something from a couple months ago. He's 79 years old. He will not be running. He's even now come out and said, you know, maybe it's a little too early for me to say if I'm going to run for re-election. But the idea that we would entertain this man at this point is absurd. 25th Amendment, I don't care. Let Kamala Harris be president. Sure, there's a lot of reasons why she may be worse. But look, a self-interested corporatist uniparty elite is way better than a guy who can't remember what he had for breakfast.
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. This is shocking. Absolutely. Look at this. The White House is in a complete state of psychotic disarray. Greg Price, quote, what happened when Biden said, where is Jackie? Let me just play the video for you. Let me play the video of Kareem Jean-Pierre. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what so the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming right. uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had, uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind. She uh, was of top of mind. Yeah, I've never heard that, but I want to just pause real quick. And I want to say it feels so bad for Corrine Jean-Pierre. I really do. To go out there knowing that you have to spin something that cannot be spun. Joe's brain is broken for the president. You've he, got nothing. Uh, looks very much looks Just, forward I don't to know, discussing her remarkable legacy of public the reporter presses to listen to this. He sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just I just explained she was. No, on top you of didn't mind. just explain. Oh, she is such the worst. You explained nothing. You have to just be real. Can you just come out and say this? Yes, uh, it would appear that Joe maybe forgot um, Jackie Walorski was someone he actually paid tribute to. You know, the president is working very hard and, you know, perhaps there, this is this warrants this warrants an apology. Everyone heard it. There's no game to be played, but they're playing the game. It's incredible. Uh um, you know, um, um, this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this uh, at this conference, at this event, uh, was how word her uh, her focus on word salad. This is the worst White House press secretary I've ever seen. Hey, look, I got to give it to Jen Psaki. She could at least spin. She would come back. She would always call on Peter Ducey and she could spin. Was she great? No. But this is what you're supposed to be doing. Spin doctors. You come out and you say, here's what happened. Joe Biden confused a name. Of course, he did not forget that he paid tribute to Jackie Walorski. He meant to call out somebody else. Let's not look too much into it out of respect for the family. Hey, how about that one? Still, I wouldn't buy it. I do not envy this woman to come out and have to try and spin for a guy whose brain don't work. Charlie Sparing says, 
Why? Why one more time? Asked Kareen Jean-Pierre when asked by another reporter about Biden's reference to deceased Congresswoman Jackie Walorski. Accuses reporter of jumping to conclusions. <clears throat> Let's just explain why. From the Washington Examiner, Democrats know they will lose if midterms are a referendum on Biden, Sackey says. You saw this story. We talked about it before. Quote, look, I think that Democrats, if the election is about who is the most extreme, as we saw, you know, Kevin McCarthy touch on here with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll say your name, sitting over his left side, then they're going to win. If it's a referendum on the president, they will lose and they know that. So, yes, the economy is hanging over everything, but you have to look at state by state factors. And crime is a huge issue in the Pennsylvania race. Amazing. You know, it's, it's one of the most honest things I've ever heard come out of Jen Psaki's mouth. But she's right. And we all know it. Which is why, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to share with you a video. This is from the Hindustan Times. They have almost 5 million subscribers. September 22nd, 2022. Did you see this? Look at this video of Joe Biden and his music. He walks out on stage. U.S. president appears lost on stage. He stands there with his hands out like Mr. Burns, looking around confused, confused. I wonder, is the reason why they drew Mr. Burns having his arms flailed, you know, in front of him, held up at a weird angle? Is, is it something that old people do? Why is Joe Biden doing this? Confused Biden freezes and mutters. Now, perhaps, perhaps there will be some Democrats who will come out and say fake news, misinformation. He wasn't lost. He was instructed to stand there as someone else spoke and presented. B.S. Ain't nobody's buying it. And whether or not you want them to or it's true or not doesn't matter, because even people in, in at the Hindustan Times, what is, is the Hindustan Times, I'd imagine, out of India? Even around the world, they look at this and they say Joe Biden's brain is broken. There was another moment from the New York Post. Biden town hall prompts mockery, Beavis and Butthead comparisons from one year ago. Man, how time flies. October 22nd, 2021. Joe Biden, for some reason, stood on stage at CNN and did the cornholio fists. You remember this from Beavis and Butthead? Beavis would pull his shirt over his head and then he would bend his arms and shake his fists. Why did Joe Biden do this? Look at him. He's just standing there. Some people put like a jetpack on him. They made memes about it. Look at him. What's he doing? He's just standing there with his arms bent for like a minute. A fist clenching clip from President Biden seen in town hall is going viral on social media. Because commenters are comparing him to MTV's Beavis and Butthead, to Beavis specifically, who is the great Cornholio, as most of you know, Beavis impression on point. What was this all about? <laughs> I love how New York Post includes the picture of Beavis doing it. Mike Judge, I'm just I just I'm just wondering, where did you come up with this Beavis doing the cornholio thing? And why is Joe Biden doing it? So here we are. Jen Psaki said it. I wonder if this is why we're seeing this. Democrats lose ground again over Republicans and Biden's approval uh, as and Biden's approval drops five points with just 40 days until midterms. New poll shows race between two parties on a knife edge. Democrats hold just a two percent preference over Republicans in the 2022 midterms, a slip from their five percent lead in the port, uh, Politico morning consult poll earlier this month. Joe Biden also slipped five percent in approval with just 40 days until the election. Fascinating indeed. 
Joe Biden's approval rating may be dropping because people are looking at his broken brain. Now, this poll is from before he did the weird thing, calling out a dead representative. But I do think people are seeing outright a there is a simultaneous drop in Democrat approval, along with drop in approval from the president. So what can Democrats do? I give you from Salon.com the rise of QMAGA. Oh, QMAGA. Seems like they're just mashing negative bad thing words together. Conspiracy theorists, Christian nationalists unite as MAGA movement gets darker. Hmm. GOP is now willing to follow Trump further into the depths of fear mongering and madness. Columnist writes. Remarkable. QMAGA. That's that's a that's a good one. QMAGA. Here we go. From Yahoo. White House advisor Keisha Lance Bottom says MAGA Republicans want to destroy the United States of America. Well, that's patently absurd. These people are obsessed with the Constitution and the country, and they wave the American flag all day and night. Uh, I, I don't I don't recall seeing MAGA Republicans burning American flags. No, that's the left Antifa Democrats. Hmm. Yeah. This is, is is this all they have? In an interview with MSNBC's Jonathan Capehart on the Sunday show, Bottoms claimed that Democrats, Republicans and independents should all be concerned about this threat. There is a MAGA Republican agenda that gives no consideration to the rule of law, that has no respect for women's right to choose, that wants to defund the FBI. There is a MAGA Republican agenda that thought that it was okay to attack our nation's capital on January 6th. I wonder indeed. I wonder indeed. MAGA Republicans, come on. Trump has overwhelming support. I do think Ron DeSantis is in the lead right now, for me at least. Some people have pointed out, you know, I, I said, look, I'd vote for Trump because he was a fire everybody. But Ron DeSantis then went and suspended that that uh, that woke state's attorney. And I just overall think I don't know if Trump would actually do it. He may want revenge. and That's a good thing. I don't know. I think Ron DeSantis may be, may be the better choice. And I think Ron DeSantis is proving to actually terrify them more than even Trump did. Look, Trump had his time and Trump made his mistakes. Ron DeSantis has the tact. And he has the vision, he has a message, and he's done the work, and he's got military service. So I'm kind of thinking, Ron DeSantis might be the best choice. And with this Martha's Vineyard stunt, man, he really, really drove it home. I don't know about Trump pulling anything like that. I mean, build the wall, great. But Ron DeSantis is showing he'll do it. But we'll see. I mean, everyone thinks he's going to run. I think he will as well. Here's how the media responds. Analysis, gaff or insight, deciphering Biden's unguarded answers. Really, unguarded answers is laughable, to say the least. This is what the media does. They try to find a way to defend a guy whose brain doesn't exist. It's gone. It's mush. From Reuters. Yes, U.S. forces will defend Taiwan if it is, Taiwan, if it is invaded by China. Russian President Vladimir Putin is a butcher who cannot remain in power. And the COVID-19 pandemic is over. U.S. President Joe Biden's tendency to ad lib in impromptu press situations is often referred to in Washington as his gaffe problem. While the term refers to blunder, Biden's remarks often aren't quite that. They betray deeper truths about his thinking and occasionally offer the public a better window into the administration's approach than that offered by spokespeople. From Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre to members of his cabinet. Or he's so old, he's sundowning and he's losing his ability to filter. And so he's just coming out and outright saying it, saying all of it. And that's good for us in many ways. And it's also bad for us in many ways. I appreciate getting the truth. Like we, we all genuinely believe the U.S. will defend Taiwan. 
Okay, good thing he's just coming out and saying it. The issue, however, is that how will he negotiate? How's he going to negotiate with these people? How's he going to negotiate with world leaders, with members of Congress, with members of the Senate, with Republicans, if his brain does not work? Man, it's a sad, it's a sad realization, I guess. America's great. But how did we let something like this happen? Everything they claim Trump is, is better pointed to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Maybe that was the point. They knew they couldn't actually win on accusing Trump of being a Russian agent. But the reality is that Joe Biden has been funneling money off to Ukraine. We saw that quid pro quo. If you don't fire the prosecutor, you don't get the the billion dollars. He had no authority to do that. They go and they blame Trump for digging up dirt. It's remarkable. And it's kind of sad. As Biden himself told steelworkers this month, no one has ever doubted I mean what I say. The problem is sometimes say all that I mean. I, I, I sometimes say all that I mean. Biden's casual and unscripted remarks can cause far-reaching diplomatic ripples, forcing White House staff to scurry to walk back, to use another Washington term, his remarks, trying to smooth over upsets without saying outright that he misspoke. After Biden spoke on defending Taiwan in CBS uh, 60 Minutes interview, Officials quickly said that U.S. policy toward Taiwan is unchanged. But he has said similar things before as president. He said it four times. Four times. You mean to tell me they had to walk it back four times? Y'all got a security problem with the president himself. From Fox News, Ari Fleischer explains why polls have a Democrat bias right now ahead of the midterms. Fleischer says the only polling we should be looking at are in battleground states. Here's what he says. It's just an amazingly distorted way to present news to people who want to know What's the shape of November looking like? It doesn't matter what happens in the cities. It doesn't matter what happens in some of the more rural districts where Republicans are going to win 80-20. It matters in those battleground districts. That's where control of the House is at stake. And so the only polling we should be looking at are in the battleground districts, the battleground states in the Senate. And one other point, Laura, he's talking to Laura Ingram. You talked about the Washington Post poll was of registered voters. Registered voters don't vote. Voters vote. And so you need to switch to likely voters. Likely voters always vote more Republican than registered voters. And right now, the media is still using an overbroad pool of people called registered voters when that is not indicative of who is actually going to show up in November. This is why the polls right now have a Democrat bias to them. I believe so. And I think it's fairly obvious. If you take a look at the generic polling, you can see that Democrats have a lead. But this includes districts that are overwhelmingly Democrat that aren't going to change. So... I don't know if that matters all that much. But going back in time, what do we see? The polls are wrong. The pollsters are wrong. And right now, I think regular Americans are probably starting to ask questions about Joe Biden. Why it is what it is. Why he works the way he works. Why things are as bad as they are. I mentioned that viral video the other day of this woman. And she's like, I just paid $94 for gasoline. $94. And she's like freaking out. And it's just like, yes. And then some woman made a response where she goes, Here's some medication that can help you. It's called sit the F down. You did this to yourself. Just one dose of sit the F down. You did this to yourself. will make all of your troubles go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lady. You did this to yourself. She comes out screaming. It's the religious right. The religious right did this. These people are in a cult. I'm just so sick of it. Joe Biden does a bunch of bad things. That's it. Donald Trump did a bunch of bad things. It is what it is. 
We see it all the time. But to live in this psychotic world where it's like, my gas is expensive because of the people who have no power right now. Yeah, when Trump was president, gas was two bucks. Okay. Remarkable. And they had the Senate. Remarkable. But these people come out and scream. It's the religious right. Okay, yeah, that's why Democrats win. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. From 538, more Democrats are leaving the House, and that could help Republicans win. It's from August 30th, 2022. They say Democrats are feeling buoyant these days. Last week, they won a highly competitive special election in New York's 19th congressional district, which came on the heels of a stronger than expected special election performances in the Supreme Court's June 24 decision to overturn the constitutional right to abortion. And earlier this month, Pro-abortion rights forces turned back a state constitutional amendment in Kansas that would have allowed for an abortion ban there. Finally, the two parties are also running neck and neck in generic ballot polling, which asks voters whether they plan to vote for the Democratic candidate or the Republican candidate this fall. Yet if we zero in on the House, the overall terrain is still quite favorable to the GOP. After all, 538's 2022 midterm election forecast still gives Republicans a, about a better than three and four shot of capturing the lower chamber. But that may have changed. Right now, as of September 28th, Republicans are slightly favored to win the House. I believe in the Senate, Democrats are favored to retain control. Out of 538 simulation in their models, 68 out of 100 simulations show the Republicans winning. Now, take a look at this. They actually have a few scenarios I'd love to see. Republicans with 261 to Democrats 174. Wow. You mean that's possible? The best case scenario for Democrats is 240, but the majority of their forecast models show Republicans are going to win. They, th they say things have improved for Democrats in the House, even though they are still underdogs. The question now is whether that shift will last or if these polls shift back towards Republicans, as historically speaking, the party not in the White House does better in the midterms. We'll see. How many House seats are we uh, how seats we expect each party to win? The bell curve sits with around with around a 3.1 percent chance of around 221 to 224 seats for Republicans. Democrats have a substantially lower chance across the board, but uh, there, there's a chance. I mean, look, there's a there's a 2 percent chance, 2.3 percent chance Democrats get 222 seats. I don't I don't I don't want to believe it. <clears throat> I don't want to believe it. 
because I think the Democrats are nuts. But I think it'd be crazy to come out right now and say, you know, for a fact, Republicans will win. Republicans better come out in full force, knock on doors, register voters. You should be going out right now. The moment the mail, the mail in ballots get sent out, you should be knocking on doors any and everywhere you can. And you know what? Fact. Democrats have the advantage here in dense urban populations. That's why if you really want to win, you need to go out twice as hard as the Democrats do. Register voters, be the change you want to see in the world. Otherwise, Democrats going to win. But here's what we can see. Let us bring it back to our good friend, Chuck Schumer, who only a couple of weeks ago said, Democrats are expected to lose the House, uh, to lose the House, and gave them a 60% chance of holding the Senate. I mean, that's good news for them. But he's probably just looking at 538. Chuck Schumer thinks they're going to keep the Senate. Now, that's still good. If Republicans get the House, they can still do inquiries and they can do subpoenas and all of that stuff. That's fine. But you need the Senate. I suppose it's not the end of the world if they only get the House. Democrats may retain the Senate with a 50-50 split. It really just depends on who's up for re-election. And I think Republicans are more vulnerable. But 2024 will be the big question. Right now, if Republicans take the House, they can get some inquiries and subpoenas and then come 2024, boot out Joe Biden and the Democrats and take all three chambers. Right now, the Democrats have it all. They've got the House, the Senate and the executive branch, but the filibuster is holding them back in the Senate. Insider reports. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer believes that Democrats are likely to lose their control of the House of Representatives in the November midterms. In the same exchange, he gave Democrats a 60% chance of retaining control of the Senate. According to the outlet, Schumer made the remarks in an Italian restaurant in Washington, D.C. with a group of other Democratic senators. The reports were, remarks were loud and could be overheard by several other patrons. His prediction that Democrats would lose control of the Senate, contra- lose the Senate, contradicts that of Speaker Pelosi, who said the, the party would not only hold the House, but increase its majority. We'll see. Michael Moore said the same thing. He said the traitors are going to lose in a Democrat landslide. And I'm just like, yeah, calm down there, buddy. I really don't think so. I think we're going to see a referendum on Joe Biden. Why? Unfortunately for us, average people don't know about who their regular politician is. They don't know their congressman is, congresswoman. They show up and they check, they, they, they check D or R or L, depending on who you are, but mostly Democrat or Republican. And who represents the Democratic Party right now is Joe Biden. Who represents the Republicans? It ain't Trump. Trump's not in office. He has influence, don't get me wrong. But does he represent them? Ron DeSantis has been getting more press lately. Ron DeSantis is in the news due to Hurricane Ian right now. And Ron DeSantis, he's confidence building. I think regular people are going to walk into the polling station. They're going to they're going to pull out the card. And they're going to see DNR and they're going to hit R because D looks bad. They're going to be like, that Joe Biden guy. He is not all that great. But more importantly, Many Republicans are going to show up to vote against Joe Biden. That's it. You call it a ref or independent voters. You call it a referendum on Biden. We're not talking about necessarily whether everyone says, am I voting for Biden or not? We're talking about whether or not people say, I am sick of Joe Biden and I don't want him to have any power. And that's more likely what we're going to see. It worries me when we see these viral videos of people screaming, it's the religious right. Like the people who don't have political power right now are causing you to have these problems. Like, are you serious? You vote for some Republicans, they're going to be screaming, drill, baby, drill. They're going to be screaming, drill, baby, drill before they even get elected. That's the reality of what's going on. You want cheap gas, vote Republican. You don't like lockdowns, vote Republican. You don't like racism, 
vote Republican. Oh, I, did I just trigger all the lefties? They're like, we need the Republicans. These people are nuts. The Republican Party is the least racist political party right now. I mean, not to mention, you could argue consistently because Democrats are the party of the Klan and Jim Crow and the slave owners. The Republicans believe in meritocracy and equal rights under the law. Democrats believe in not in equal rights. They believe in racial segregation. They'll claim they don't. But you actually look at what they're advocating for, and they do. I had a friend, prominent Hollywood uh, personality. And I said, you know, we haven't talked in a while because I said, you've begun advocating for racial segregation and identitarianism. And they were like, yeah, well, I guess. And I'm like, don't you understand why that's a bad thing? They don't care. They will just say whatever needs to be said to be a part of the horde, of the mob, of the cult. But for a lot of regular people who aren't paying attention and don't know, what do they see? They see a cracked brain, broken brain, Joe Biden, wandering around confused, calling for people who are dead that he himself paid tribute to. Some people have said this is classic sundowning. He starts forgetting things. He starts muttering and and speaking gibberish. The dude is clearly too old for this level of work. He is it's, it's it's a level of stress that he cannot handle. But you know what? If you want more of this chaos, I guess, vote for Biden. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The developments coming out of the Baltic are quite alarming. And Donald Trump has issued a warning of a possible World War III. Yeah, Trump's late to the party. The Pope's already warned about it. Numerous pundits have warned about it. Some have said we are already in it. I think the Pope said we're already in it. But as many of you know, if you watched my segment from yesterday, if you watched Tucker Carlson, the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline are disabled, they're leaking, and explosions were detected. I have to wonder if each explosion was placed on each pipeline. I'm not entirely sure. We don't know a whole lot about what happened. But it stands to reason that it was Western-aligned interests that destroyed these pipelines, assuming there was an explosion. Now, Tucker doesn't want to go as far as to say that he is accusing Joe Biden of doing this, but many people are outright saying it on social media. Why? As Tucker points out, Joe Biden said in February, there will not be a pipeline that they would put an end to it if Vladimir Putin invades Ukraine. And then you have, I think it's Newland, who said one way or another, there will be no pipeline. So why assume Russia did this? Well, we have this warning from Tr- from Trump, which I want to get into, but we have a new warning from Truth, Truth Social. Donald Trump truthed. That's what it's called when you post messages on Truth Social. He truthed. Jack Basovic says he's right. Trump issued this statement. Everyone is talking about the big hurricane barreling into Florida, as they should be. But perhaps a far more important event in the longer term was the announcement that the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines out of Russia, where does this print, have, has been sabotaged. This could lead to major escalation or war. I just like to, to, to point out there's this long winded self congratulatory parentheses. He says, uh, but a far more important event in the longer term was the announcement that the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines out of Russia, parentheses, which I brought to the world's attention as president when I explained how crippling reliance on it could be for Germany and other parts of Europe. Everybody laughed at the time, but they're not laughing anymore. Thanks for that interjection. Former, uh, former President Donald Trump. But uh, he's right. Trump warned of possible World War III, and this interview went out well before the sabotage. Now, here's where it gets interesting. We've got, 
I think we got war. Tucker Carlson did such an important segment breaking down what I did not that I thought we had to go, go back over this. Yesterday at 4 p.m., I did a segment on why people think it was the United States that sabotaged the Nord Stream pipeline. Now, we don't know for sure, and I'll make this point. First and foremost, you need to understand this. The reason why I'm highlighting Trump's statements is that this is one of the most dramatic escalations, a direct act of sabotage on supply lines coming from Russia, their bread and butter, how they make their money, not just the one pipelines, but the, the one pipeline or, the, or these two Nord Stream pipelines. They have many pipelines, Gazprom, but this is a major supply line. They just started, they just completed Nord Stream 2. It hasn't even delivered gas yet, and already they've been destroyed. Some are saying they will never be operational again. I don't know. What I do know is Russia has very little reason to do this. Now, there is, first I want to go over this, why Russia may have done it with some updated information, but I think Tucker Carlson hit the nail on the head with the hammer why this probably was the West. And uh, I mean, this is this could be this could be World War Three. Breaking news, U.S. Embassy in Moscow tells any Americans left to leave to avoid being conscripted into Putin's army as Russians desperately try to flee. I'll give you the long story short of this. Why would Vladimir Putin destroy his own pipeline? Well, Joe Biden said they would put an end to it. So there's a prime opportunity for a false flag which they could use to muster support for the war. They had already shut off gas to Europe. They, they, could, they arguably did not have that leverage if they weren't delivering gas anyway, and Europe was getting by without it. Check this out. The launch of the Baltic pipe. One of the most important things that Tucker Carlson pointed out is that on the day that we get news, the pipeline was sabotaged, may have been, the launch of the Baltic pipe Check this out from Tucker. Just this, this quick, I want to show you this quick we image. We don't want to make that accusation. So, but we should tell you that maybe not coincidentally, today a brand new pipeline was unveiled. A pipeline that carries non-Russian natural gas in roughly the same area as Nord Streams 1 and 2. So here you can see, well, it blurs out when you pause it. But there is this yellow line coming from further western, uh, further and west, Western Europe. And then it goes into, I believe it goes into the, into the Netherlands. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah. So let's talk about this. Vladimir Putin's got a pipeline. All right. He says we are going to shut down gas into Europe until the sanctions are lifted. On this day, they launch the Baltic pipe saying outright, we no longer need your gas, Putin, taking away the leverage he was hoping to have. So what does he do? I don't know, but it is an entire it is a possibility that Putin then says, We'll hit our own pipe because we lost the leverage anyway. We'll then claim we were attacked. Use that to rally people to fight on our behalf. I don't believe that's the most likely scenario, but I want to entertain all possibilities. I believe a strong possibility is that Vladimir Putin didn't do this. The Western forces did. And then on the same day said, we've got your alternative Europe. You no longer need to rely on Russian natural gas. Now, Vladimir Putin desperately does need to rally troops and get people ready to fight, and they don't want to. But I don't think an attack like this would do that. I think the West had ever reason to do it. And take a look at this from CNN. U.S. warned European allies this summer that Nord Stream pipelines could be attacked. Interesting. By everyone's favorite, Natasha Bertrand, as well as Katie Bo Lillis. 
the CIA issued a warning that the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines uh, face threats and could even be attacked. However, they say the warnings were based on U.S. intelligence assessments, but they were vague, the people said. It was not clear from the warnings who might be responsible for any attacks on the pipelines or when they might occur. The CIA declined to comment. Der Spiegel was the first to report on the intelligence warnings. On Monday, leaks were discovered in the pipelines, prompting investigation. So this, this you know. Hard to say, huh? I think, I think there is a good case for Vladimir Putin having done this. Absolutely. And then I get these people, they, 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 they come and they, they post comments and they're like, you're a deep state shill for saying that it was Russia. And it's like, oh, come on. If you believe that Russia is an innocent party in, in, in the conflict, you're just, you're just wrong. They're not. You take a look at, you know, uh, Luke Rutkowski pointed this out, Georgia, uh, Chechnya. You take a look at Russia's expansion in the past and the things they want. They're not innocent here. In fact, Vladimir Putin's all around, in my opinion, not a great guy. Not, not, not a great guy. I'll put it that way. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Russia is the great evil of the world like many of these, you know, uh, American politicians want to claim. My point was this. Ian said, do we just cede this territory of Ukraine to Russia and then hope there's no war? Or would that be like the appeasement of Hitler with the Sudetenland? And then I stopped, you know, I said, okay, Ian, let me ask you, who's been expanding in Eastern Europe? And Ian said, NATO, exactly. Now, you, and Luke points out correctly that Russia has expanded with, like, say, Georgia. They did take Crimea. We get it. But it's not like there's just one country doing these things right now. NATO is rapidly expanding. This is a, a big part of what's causing the conflict. So here we are now. And the craziest thing to me is we stand at the precipice of nuclear annihilation. And at this point, Everything should be done to end the conflict. But you know what? These people are addicts. They can't stop. Tucker Carlson, what really happened to the Nord Stream pipeline? As you heard when I played that clip, he says, I don't, you know, he doesn't want to accuse uh, Joe Biden of having done this. But everything, everything points to the West. Everything does. He even mentions, I think they have a picture of, okay, they don't. The Polish member of parliament who said, thank you, USA. He points out, Victoria Newland, with regard to Nord Stream 2, we continue to have very strong and clear conversations with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. What does that mean? One way or another. Yeah, usually that means a very serious threat. Violence. Poland worried about Baltic pipe security after Nord Stream explosions. Well, yes, because I'll put it this way. If this really was a Western attack, and no, 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 you know, I shouldn't even say that. In any capacity, the Baltic pipe is now a major target. With the Nord Stream pipelines being shuttered, presumably by explosion, we don't know, but presumably Russia's access to uh, delivering through the Baltic has been shuttered. We're now hearing, I think, um, might have it here. Europe, ten, this, is, this is breaking now this morning. European gas prices jump after Gazprom warns it could cut its last flows to Europe amid worries about apparent Nord Stream sabotage. Take a look at this. Russia's state-run energy giant Gazprom has warned it could cut flows of natural gas to Europe via Ukraine, its last link still delivering to buyers in Western Europe. Meanwhile, questions are building over Nord Stream, et cetera, et cetera. So, Russia is outright saying, you know what? We're going to cut off the last bit of gas you can get. Now, that's serious. 
Europe may still be able to get natural gas through the Baltic pipeline. So I'll tell you this right now. The biggest target on the map in Europe is probably the Baltic pipe project. This pipe is able to deliver natural gas from non-Russian sources. Some are saying that now Europe is dependent on fracked gas, which has to be shipped what by freighter, by cargo vessels. Insane. They're saying they're not going to be relying on frack gas, but maybe you're going you're to get, you know, frack fields somewhere else. I don't, I don't know if uh, the UK or Western Europe can, can produce enough energy. But if this is delivering to Central Europe and Russia is trying to cut off gas, that threat won't do much when they're able to deliver gas via the Baltic pipe. So, of course, the big target right now will be the energy supply lines through the Baltic pipe. Russia has every reason to bomb this one. Whether or not they bombed Nord Stream 2, this is the asset for the West, and it, it has to be the biggest target. Now, of course, of course, I know. I don't have access to all the information about Europe. There may be more strategic targets like military bases or something. I don't know. But cutting off a nation's energy supply is paramount in war. Let's, uh, let's throw back to our, uh, our favorite films, Independence Day and Independence Day 2. You've seen those movies, I'd imagine. There's a funny meme about, you know, how unrealistic it was, Independence Day. You know, the one where the aliens come. They blow up buildings in New York. They blow up the White House. And it's the stupidest thing ever. The stupidest thing. Why would the aliens blow up the White House? Like the White House to anyone looking from the outside is an innocuous white building. I suppose you can recognize there are people moving in and out. But if you can't understand our communications, you don't know the hierarchy or the order of things. So, but I guess you see the president and everyone's protecting him. So you can assume there's some authority there. Here's the point. There was a funny meme where they were like, the aliens would have just blown up refineries. They would have blown up power plants and substations. They wouldn't go for like a building where we make decisions. That's stupid. Make all the decisions you want. They'd blow up our energy grid and then we are completely shut down. That's it. What are you going to do? Chop down some trees for, 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 to, to, to burn wood and then make a steam generator? Good luck. They take out those power plants. You ain't building one anytime soon. The infrastructure took a long time to build, 100 years. You can't just, turn, you can't just rebuild it overnight. So when it comes to war, they're not going to go after a Capitol building. They're not going to try and storm you know, some government building thinking standing in the middle of it is going to give them power. They're going to go after energy, which is why we saw the Nord Stream pipeline hit in the first place. They have now destroyed the, the, any op, they, I, I don't know who, but the opportunity for Russia to negotiate restoring energy to the section of Europe, gone. And now the only leverage lies in the hands of those in control of the Baltic pipe. And you can see right here on the side of that pipe, European Union, what, is it, what does it say? I can't read it. It's, it's probably not even in English. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's not in English, probably in German. But you can see the EU flag. So yeah, GA2 system. Russia has every reason now to strike at the Baltic pipeline. Can they do it? I don't know. They're gonna, they could potentially be cutting off natural gas through their other pipelines. This ultimately is still just bad for Russia, but Russia's not in a good place as it is. Here we go, baby. Gas prices rise in Europe as fears grow Russia may halt supplies via Ukraine. Threat of sanctions from Gazprom adds to turmoil caused by damage to Nord Stream pipelines in the Baltic Sea. Our good friends over in Europe are about to face a very serious dark winter, heating their homes, getting access to food. But you know what? I'll say this to all the climate change uh, uh, people advocating for uh, ending climate change. Y'all are going to be celebrating 
because people won't be able to burn anything. So many of them will die and the planet will heal. Is that what y'all wanted? That's what we saw them celebrating before. From Newsweek, to cap it off, Joe Biden risking World War III over Taiwan, Democrats, Democrat warns. This is from about uh, just a little over a week ago. A little over a week ago, a Democrat said Joe Biden was risking World War III. Donald Trump is as well. You have seemingly both sides of the culture war or political factions in this country warning that we are marching towards World War III. We talk a lot about civil war in this country. Yes, and maybe that will happen. You know, I'm, some people think that a great tragedy would unify this country. It won't. Some people were hoping that COVID would unify the factions in this country and bring it into the culture war. It didn't. In fact, it made it worse. Psychotic, despotic authoritarians took over and then started just locking everything down and mandating medical procedures on the public, which is just crazy. Absolutely crazy. So no, no unification. And now what we can see here, Tucker Carlson pointing out the obvious. Joe Biden said we'd put an end to this. Victoria Nuland said one way or another. Well, one way or another is apparently true. And what do we see on Twitter? Two trends. Tucker Carlson is trending. And did uh, Biden did. That's the quote. Biden did is trending. Or no, no, I'm sorry. It's did Biden. Because you have a lot of people saying, did Biden blow this up? Did Biden blow this up? Tucker Carlson is also trending because people are pointing out he's making good points. But also people are saying he's Putin's poodle, Putin's lapdog, pushing the pro-Russia narrative. If you come out and point out the obvious, you're a Putin supporter. So if World War Three really does erupt and Vladimir Putin starts arming nuclear ICBMs and we say something like this needs to stop, they're going to say, you're just defending Vladimir Putin. No, I don't want to be blown up in a nuclear hall uh, in a nuclear annihil- in nuclear annihil- annihilation. And then potentially, if I survive, face a nuclear holocaust. This is where we're heading. Vladimir Putin won't lose. Uh, I think it was Jordan Peterson who said it. He won't lose. He refuses to lose. He may not have the ground forces. He may be absolutely desperate in terms of his conscription. But he could always just drop nukes and say, you know what? Try me. I'm not doing it. Desperate times call for desperate measures. When someone is facing an existential threat, they will just say no. And here's what I think would happen first. Low yield nuclear strike, perhaps nuclear artillery. What I think we'll see, what we've seen already, and and it's hard to know who to trust. That with Kiev, with the Ukrainians staging a counteroffensive, pushing back the Russians, Vladimir Putin rained down incendiary bombs, shells over a city that had, they had lost control of. Just it was a crazy sight of all these flickering white lights coming down and blanketing this city. They have more than just nukes. They have lower grade weapons, lower yield weapons. And I believe Vladimir Putin is going to slowly drive those up, saying you're not going to win. He starts with ground forces. When that doesn't work, then you go with siege weapons and eventually weapon, weapon, weapons, weapons of mass destruction. So what we might see first, nuclear artillery, howitzers or what they're called, the artillery firing from long range and then just massive explosions. But we're not talking megaton bombs. We're talking maybe kiloton bombs. 
you start seeing thousands die in this massive nuclear barrage. If that doesn't work, or if the West responds in kind, I believe Vladimir Putin will use more tactical nuclear strikes, maybe a 100 kiloton bomb. A 100 kiloton bomb hitting Kiev would kill, I believe, 100,000 people. I believe one strike from Putin would send the Ukrainians running scared. They do not have the capability to defend against this or retaliate or strike back in any way. And Putin can and seemingly would escalate. Again, I say it a million times. Don't take my word that this is like I'm, I'm making a hard prediction like I can see the future. I believe it will start with, with a slow escalation. But eventually you will come to the point where there is the real risk of a legitimate you know, Satan missile. That's what the, the, the West calls it. It's an ICBM, and I believe it's got a yield of 50 megatons. Yeah, that would flatten all of Kiev. Every single person in the surrounding areas would be dead. Would they be able to stand up to this? And would the West be willing to counter with ICBMs of its own? They may argue we have no choice. We have to fire these nukes to shut down his nuclear capabilities. And maybe they won't target Moscow. They'll target as many nuclear sites as possible. But do they have them all? And what about the submarines? Russian submarines trawling through the seas and you have no idea where they are. Maybe they do. Maybe technology is advanced. Somebody uh, uh, super chatted us on IRL saying that when they were in, uh, I think they said they, the Navy, obviously, that they were constantly tracking nuclear submarines, Russians, that had the ability to end the world at any moment. These, these, these nuclear uh, 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 missiles that rest on these subs, there are so many of them that they can just fire them off and then just pepper the eastern seaboard. And then what? Does the U.S. just sit by as they're being annihilated? They retaliate. The question is, will anyone engage to that degree? I've said before, I don't believe in mutually assured destruction. What I mean by that is I don't think that Vladimir Putin is going to be like, I refuse to lose. Nuke New York. And then America goes, they're nuking New York. Fire at Moscow. And then everyone goes, ah, and then everyone fires at the same time. It doesn't make sense. What does make sense is that Russia would nuke it, it, it uh, regions that it's attacking. The U.S. has no reason to nuke Russia directly. They may nuke Russian forces. I doubt Russia would respond by nuking New York City. But if it escalates, I guess the idea is that mutually assured destruction may occur, but it wouldn't be like like war games where all the nukes are flying in the air or like G.I. Joe. It would be like a nuke. One single nuke ICBM is fired. And then you get uh, an escalation. I don't know for sure. But I think we could be heading in that direction. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. So this guy shows up in Florida, tries to rob a bodega, a convenience store, and he's got a Benelli shotgun. He walks in. And the store clerk has his own gun. And he goes, you're not from around here, are you? And the guy, realizing that he may lose his life over a couple of bucks, immediately is just like, I'm from Chicago, man. I don't even know. I'm not trying to harm any. I just don't know what's going on. And then he, he quickly leaves. Man, it's that simple, isn't it? Dude did not die. Store clerk did not die. All because store clerk was armed. And you know what's going on right now? Crime is through the roof. Democrats are claiming, oh, it's racism to claim that uh, 
that the crime is through the roof or that crime is an issue. They're saying it's racist. It's oppression. It's colonizing white privilege, blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden comes out on Twitter and says, it's time to ban assault weapons. Come on, man. And it's like, what does that even mean? Here's the reality, my friends. And most of you already know it. And it's an unfortunate, an unfortunate reality that it's always just been of an echo chamber. But those of us who understand the real world know that law abiding citizens are not the ones killing people because, you know, killing people is a crime. And if you are armed, you're more likely to be safe. Now, I get it. Accidents can happen. And in very dense cities, you get gun accidents. You do. That's why proper training is, is so important. I encourage everybody to keep and bear arms and to be trained properly to know, know what you're doing. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on the matter. I've done a couple of firearm safety classes. I've done uh, uh, like a private standard class. I've done two standard classes and I've taken one police introduction course, which is really interesting. So I actually got to sit in a classroom where it was for a police department and they were showing new cops like, you know, here's what's up or people who want to be cops and other people who just wanted to take the class. It was really cool. And then I got to use a variety of handguns in the range. And it's just it's just crazy that I walk up to the table and there's guns and they're like, OK, this one's a, you know, 22. I think uh, I can't remember which one they, it was. A, it was a 22 LR handgun or whatever. And they were like, almost no recoil, keep, you know, keep steady. And then I was like, oh, wow, it's really light. And then I went up to a 45 and it was cool. It was cool. They, they, they gave you all the proper training. This is it right here. We got a couple other stories that I'm going to read through here. I'm going to read, read you this one, but let's talk about what happens when you don't got weapons. Shocking moment. Brazen jewelry store burglar pistol whips and stomps elderly Asian Delaware shopkeeper, leaving him bleeding and unconscious. Here we go. Queens subway attack victim Elizabeth uh, Gomez could lose vision in her right eye. She's walking through the airport. Some some crazy guys macking on her and she ignores him. So he just starts beating the ever living crap out of her. I wish this woman was armed. I don't care with what pepper spray, taser, whatever. Give her some brass knuckles. and. But the reality is a gun is a great equalizer. If she was holding something like, I don't know what, your 38 special. Is that what it is? She had a small revolver and she just, I mean, even a 22, a, a derringer. She could have stopped this guy. He could have killed her. She has every right to protect herself from this, this psychopath. Not according to Democrats, though. No, they're going to they're going to claim crime's not a big issue. While in New York, someone could lose her eye. She did nothing wrong. She did not deserve this. But it's people like Joe Biden. Joe Biden, it's time to ban assault weapons in this country. Yo, it's already hard enough for people who live in cities to protect themselves. And you get stuff like this. There was another story that went viral. It's a guy, in a, it's like a gas station or something, convenience store. And the robber comes around the corner, gets him on his knees. The clerk is calm and giving the guy whatever he wants and just like putting his hands up. The robber just shoots him anyway for no reason, just kills this guy. You know, when I was little, I always, I, I'd watch all these superhero shows and just wish, man, it'd be so cool to have superpowers because I would stop those evil people. I have to imagine there's a lot of people who want to be cops for that reason. You know, the policing system ain't perfect, but I can understand there are a lot of people who do feel that like, I wish I could have saved this guy. I wish I could stop these evil people, man. I wish I'd have been there. You know, when I see a story like that, 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 that poor guy, man, I wish I was there. And I wish I was armed. But the, the, the sad reality is it's a double-edged sword because, you know, you, you, nobody wants to just be that person to take a life. It's devastating no matter what the reason is. And you're always questioning whether it was the right move. 
But you see what happens afterwards when you don't defend yourself, when you can't defend yourself. You see what happens when these people implement these anti-2A policies. An innocent man is dropped to his knees and executed in, 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 in the middle of the day. For what reason? For what reason? For a couple bucks, this guy's life was ended. I wish I could have saved that guy. I'm, I'm sure so many people would have. More importantly, I wish this guy could have saved himself from Daily Mail. You're not from around here, are you? Tables turn on Chicago robber during attempted stick-up when Florida store clerk produces gun and points it at him. Ugh. I love this story. You know why I love this story? Nobody gets hurt. Dude backs off. That's what I'm talking about. A man wielding a shotgun, a Benelli no less. They're good weapons. I got a couple of them. Strolled into a Florida convenience store during an attempted robbery, but made a swift exit once the store clerk displayed his own weapon. Rakeem Stephen Tate, 32, walked into a convenience store in Pensacola, Florida on September 9th, brandishing a large invisible shotgun at his side. According to the Escambia County Sheriff's Office, he has been charged with attempted robbery and openly carrying a prohibited firearm. Now I want to stop right there. First and foremost, when I saw this story, I said, what did dude do wrong? And I mean it. He walked into a store with a shotgun. He didn't do anything. He leaves. I have no problem with the dude carrying that weapon. And I disagree that he should be charged with carrying a prohibited firearm. That's the problem in the first place. You want to walk in with a weapon. I don't care. But you walk in with a weapon and I don't trust you. I'll stand there with my weapon. And you can carry your business because you got a right to keep and bear arms. You want to make a move? You want to point that weapon? Things aren't going to go well. They say, Tate began to walk around and inspect the store before a clerk who was out of view of security footage begins a dialogue. Evidently, the clerk had spotted Tate arming himself outside and dashed to the back to arm himself with a personal weapon. You see, that's the thing. You don't need to bring a gun into a convenience store. I, I, I'm out here in West Virginia. You got concealed carry. I see a dude walking out with a crossbow. I don't think twice. If the dude raises it at me, yeah, I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll duck. I'll find some dead ground or go behind a wall or something. But just because a dude's walking around with something, this is the crazy thing. This is the point I want to make. First and foremost, this dude was clearly casing the joint, looking around, saying, like, I'm not doing anything, and then just leaves without even buying anything. The dude was clearly thinking he was going to rob the place. He says he's from Chicago, right? Yeah, in Chicago, you can't carry on weapons like that. So the store clerk just says, you know, you ain't from around here. He says, I don't, I don't mean no harm. I'm just not from around here. I got a big effing gun, effing effing gun, I think, but I'm not from around here is what I'm saying. I'm from Chicago, bro. He then asked the clerk what kind of weapon he had on him. The clerk responds and Tate makes his exit from the store. Yeah, the dude was clearly trying to rob the place, but I'm going to point something out. You know why? If I saw that dude walking down the street with a shotgun, I'm not going to think twice. I'm not going to be like, oh, that guy's got a weapon. He's going to hurt me because people drive cars every single day and no one tries to run me over. Just because someone's got a weapon doesn't mean they're trying to kill you. Now, if I see someone in a car speeding towards me, I might assume that's the case. If I see someone with a weapon casing the joint and asking about my weapon, I might assume they got bad intentions. Someone gets in the car and points at me and then starts revving the gas. Well, there you go. You're going to be as good. But how often does that happen? Somebody walks in with a gun, hanging at their side. I might be like, what are you doing, buddy? Someone walks in with a, with a rifle, AR-15, slung over their shoulder or back. I'm going to be like, whatever, man. Somebody walks in with a holstered sidearm or something like that. I'm going to be like, whatever, man. Half the time, or more than half the time, people are walking around concealed carrying and you don't even know. And you know what? Nobody's waving guns around or doing anything crazy like that because the overwhelming majority of people don't want to fight. This is the reality. 
This is the this is the nature of existence. Even bears don't want to fight you for real, unless they're desperate and starving. You walk into the middle of the woods and there's a bear. Chances are the bear is going to be like, I don't want to fight. But if you get too close to its babies, bear is going to be like, I would die for my kids. Now that I get bear gets hungry or is trying to think humans have food. Bear might move on you. You know, that's a reality. Similarly, criminals realizing that people can't be armed in many places think now's my opportunity. If it's a free meal, it's a free meal, right? This is why I think it's so important that we protect 2A. This is the, is the perfect situation. This is a story everybody should be talking about. Nobody gets hurt. Dude leaves. Dude gets arrested. I think the charges will be reduced because you're gonna be, you're, it's, it's going to be hard to prove intent because a guy walked around with a weapon, but the weapon's banned. You know, that's, what they'll, that's, that's what they'll use. I don't think any weapon should be banned. I think you should be allowed to walk around with a shotgun. Even Joe Biden said you should have a shotgun. So not a big fan. Luke was telling me, I thought Florida was better on guns. He said Florida's actually not that good on guns. Hopefully DeSantis can work towards pushing through constitutional carry. That'd be fantastic. Look, I live in West Virginia. You got constitutional carry. It is amazing. You can walk around, conceal carry. You got anything to worry about. And I don't. I literally don't. It's amazing. It's amazing how that works. I want to show you this. From Vice. Republicans are furious uh, furious a driver was released after killing, quote, extremist teen. It's amazing. That's how Vice frames the story. This guy killed a teenager. He said the teenager was threatening him and was part of a Republican extremist group. Police say there's no evidence of that. Vice News, instead of writing the story that a man killed a teenager and claimed he was an extremist, writes that Republicans are mad about it. Republicans are mad about it. That's just so insane. It's just so insane. Should this not be universally condemned? Remember when that dude in Charlottesville rammed those people? Who had a problem saying that was a bad thing? George Floyd, even Ben Shapiro came out and was like, man, this was bad what Chauvin did to George Floyd with the knee on the neck. But I want you to understand how the left thinks about when a dude runs over your kids. This is why I think it's so important to keep in bare arms, because there are dangerous, violent, psychopathic extremists. They will beat you. They will rob you. And they will cower in fear the moment they see you are armed. It's a great equalizer. I was reading about this study. They got a bunch of convicted uh, robbers, muggers, and uh, showed them videos of people walking down the street. And they asked these, these, these criminals, these violent criminals, out of all of these, write down the ones that you would mug. Sure enough, the people who had, the, the people who had been mugged were chosen by the muggers in the videos. They believe it had something to do with the way that people walked. That when people walk and they seem lacking confidence, they seem weak, they get, they get preyed upon. These criminals see them and they're like, this person I can target. Sure enough, the people who had been the people who had been chosen had been had been mugged in the past. You start walking down the street upright, looking around, paying attention. They leave you alone. Not always. You never know. Some people are crazy. It's whatever. You walk around with a weapon. They're not going anywhere near you. This is the thing about Chicago. As things get crazier and crazier, I'm not going to give anybody advice, but I, I always insisted I, I, I would never comply with someone robbing me. It's not going to happen. Never going to happen. And the issue is what I found in the handful of times people have tried coming at me, resistance results in retreat. Because nobody, like most people don't want to go to prison. Most people don't want a hard mark. They want an easy mark. 
And if they come up to you and they, 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 they do things like, yo, let me get a cigarette. You say, back off. Or you'd be like, no. They turn around and walk away. But there's a lot of people who get nervous. They stutter. They go, uh, I don't know. And then they're like, this guy's an easy mark. You give him a hard mark. You tell him, buddy, you play this game. You're going to have a difficult time of it. I recommend you go across the street, maybe find somebody else. They, they do. Not always. I had one instance, you know, where uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me break this down for you guys. A lot of people seem to think that uh, you should just get on your knees, give them whatever you want. We see what happens when, that, when you do that. There are also stories, true, where people resist and they get killed and they say it's not worth your life over a phone. But dude is not going to kill you over a phone unless he already intends to kill you or is so crazy that they'd kill you anyway. I think I look at it like this. You know, growing up in Chicago, I've always just been like, fight me for it. And I've not had to. I've been mugged. Only, only one time did someone pursue actually mugging me after I told him to screw off. And then the cops popped out of nowhere and grabbed the guy, slammed him against the fence like, not in my town. True story. Crazy story. The dude had a spotter and everything, and I was laughing. I'm like, bro, the guy was like, you know, basically threatening me. And, and my edit, I just started laughing. And I was like, you think I got money? I got nothing to give you, dude. Like, there ain't nothing for me to give. My wallet was empty. I was broke. I don't even know how. I, and, he, and he started accusing me of having money in my shoe. And I just ignored him. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, you're wasting my time. Like, you ain't getting anything from me. You're going to have to fight. And I hope you win. But let me tell you about how it works in the real world. Sometimes you can get hurt. But we see videos of people getting pushed onto the subway tracks as it is. All right. What made this guy back off with the weapon was that some other guy said, you ain't from around here, are you? Click. You want to fight? You got to fight. When it comes to terrorism and kidnappings in the Middle East, in, in North Africa, the stories we hear, so similar. It's not a guarantee. When Americans get kidnapped... The United States government tells the kidnappers, you've got one guarantee and it ain't cash. It's a 308 to the forehead from 100 yards. It's a helicopter over your compound, flashbang grenades, and your family being taken down. Don't try it. So you know what happens? Americans usually don't get kidnapped. Spain and Germany pay up right away. So they get kidnapped all the time. Good luck. These guys say, oh, you're American. I don't want a couple of special forces guys, special forces guys landing on my rooftop at three in the morning. Yeah, the American strategy is you want to fight. You found it. And because of that, people are like, I don't want to fight and I don't want to find it. I want an easy mark. They see a guy from Spain, a journalist, and they're like, he won't fight back because the government's going to pay out. We're going to get a couple million bucks. There you go. Bad strategy because it makes you a target. Now, look. I don't, I, they, they tell you that the right move is just compliant and giving and all that stuff. It's not worth your life. It's not cell phone. And I'm just like, dude, my attitude is if you act like a victim and if you're ready to cave, that's when you are more likely to be victimized. I tell you this, you back the F off because if you want to fight, you're going to find it. You don't believe me? You know, look at that video when the Antifa guy got in my face in, uh, yeah, I'll tell you this, in um, Boston. An Antifa guy got in my face, started swinging at me, and I just stood there. And I was just like, what are you doing? And then there's that video that goes viral of, of that dude pulling my hat off. And I turned around and threatened to knock his teeth out. And there's on, there's on, the only reason I didn't actually get into a physical confrontation is because I was surrounded by cops. But yeah, 
people are like, haha, look at Tim threatening this guy. He got his hat pulled off and he got triggered. And I'm like, yeah, you know, someone came at me and grabbed me from behind. And I was already on edge trying to buy Antifa. That was actually, that was Boston too. That was like the same day. So I get this dude in my face threatening me, swinging at me, going like this and trying to flinch me out. I'm pissed. Then some dude comes up behind me. I was ready to just shatter some teeth. I'm not going to get into a fight with somebody for no reason. But I tell you this right now. The attitude that y'all should have is <clears throat> be armed, be trained, and be ready. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'd win every fight. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm the smartest guy. I'm just telling you I'm, I can be a bit of a hothead. And the videos show it. But this is why I think people should be armed. Because you've got people who are willing to come out and kill a kid. If that kid was armed, he might still be alive. This guy was hunting him down in an SUV. That kid had every right to defend himself from this psychopath. And in Florida, this is the story you get. You're not from around here, are you? Click. And the dude goes, I don't want to fight. Now, I don't know what kind of weapon this dude had. Handgun or whatever. But this dude had a Benelli shotgun at close range. Heck of a weapon to have. But he did not want to fight. Now, every so often you'll get a maniac. And they'll come at you and they're looking for a fight. You'll get a video of that store clerk who was put to his knees and executed. Crazy. And then you recognize, do you want to roll the die? Are you going to bet when that guy walks up to you with a gun and says, give me your phone? Are you going to bet that you can just that he's not going to try and shoot you? It's, it's crazy. The craziest thing to me that the advice is just comply, give them whatever they want. And I'm like, I got no guarantees, man. None. Because I've seen the video of the dude being shot who complied. My attitude is fight to survive. That's just me. You want to you make a go of it, I'm not going to just roll over and let you do whatever you want. I was watching uh, Better Call Saul. Spoiler alerts for those who haven't seen it. I'm, I'm on season five. And uh, so this is just the last year, but uh, spoiler alerts. It's a relatively new show, I guess. And I'm watching the scene. I'll keep it vague, where one of the guys is about to kill another guy. And the guy's about to die is just like, okay. And starts slowly walking and then gets killed. And I'm like, I don't care what the reason. You try to survive. Now, I guess he was concerned they were going to go for his wife. And that's a different story. But often I hear these things like, dude, like, that's crazy to me. You see these videos of people being walked into the desert, like the ISIS stuff. And I'm just like, wouldn't you even just try to run? Like, why wouldn't you just try to run? I mean, they're beheading people. They're immolating people. I just be like, look, if I'm going to get taken down, if you're going to take my life, I'm going to at least try, you know? But maybe it's just big talk, to be honest. I've seen, I've seen some, uh, some stuff in my day. I've been in some uh, dangerous situations myself, having traveled the world. I've grown up in Chicago. You never know. You know, for all we know, you can get a story about a guy, a store clerk who's armed, and the guy comes in, and the store clerk tries to, you know, stop him, and then he gets shot. It's just, you know, I just, I can't pretend to know the truth about, like, the, the, I, I shouldn't say truth, but the hard numbers. I'll just tell you how I feel. And how I feel is if every single person had the attitude of you come at me, I come at you, there would be no crime. If the mentality held by the, every person in our society was you will get a fight if you go looking for one, there'd be no crime because every criminal would know from a, from a 13 year old kid to an 80 year old woman, you're going to get into a fight. Is it worth it? Typically, the answer is no. But as the Democrats move to ban weapons and all forms of self-defense, it becomes obvious to any criminal. Everybody's going to be an easy mark. I'm armed. You're not. 
Let's let's go, baby. No, people should be armed and every criminal should say, well, is the 50 bucks he might have in his wallet worth dying over? No, it's not. Maybe just go get a job. What did Maj Ture say? Make criminals afraid again like this. I love this story. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.